Welcome to season two of the Change the World podcast. This season, I'm going to be speaking not only with nonprofit founders, but with other nonprofit leaders such as fundraising experts, communications executives, and board members. We'll be addressing some of the big issues facing Jewish nonprofits today and brainstorming ways that we can come together to address them. Thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited to have Carly Friedman. She is the founder of My Tzedaka, and I'm really excited to speak to her and hear a little bit more about uh, what she's all about. So, Carly, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your background? My background is in Jewish nonprofits. I've worked in the Jewish nonprofit space my entire life. I'm originally from New York. I worked straight out of college. I worked for Jewish nonprofits for about six or seven years before I made Aliyah. I now live in Jerusalem. And I continued that by building my own Jewish nonprofit, a tech platform to help other Jewish nonprofits. So tell me a little bit more how you got into that nonprofit world. Basically, my entire life, I was raised in a household that really valued Sadaka. Sadaka was a major part of my upbringing. My parents were very involved in the Jewish community. They were, I, I mean, I grew up, they were hosting parlor meetings like every day at my house. There was always a new board that they wanted to join. There was always a new cause that they wanted to be involved in. So I really grew up where Sadaka was a major value. And it was a major value of mine as well. I always feel like I'm a very empathetic person like there's no you know I hear something that's going on in the world I hear of a cause that, like I want to be part of and it's it just like it like tugs at my heart and I think about it until I can do something so basically I graduated college and immediately went into the Jewish nonprofit space and through my work with the Jewish nonprofit space I realized that a major problem that Jewish nonprofits have I mean a major problem that all nonprofits have is that they spend the majority of their time fundraising and they spend the majority of their time fundraising from the exact same demographic. And they are neglecting people like me. I kind of realized that even though Sadaka was such a major value in my life, I really wasn't giving. <laughs> I wasn't giving my Maser intentionally or meaningfully at all. The majority of my Sadaka was going towards campaigns. And whether that be when my, friend, my friends are running for a marathon, they posted about it on Facebook, or when you know I got some urgent, pressured, guilt-filled, you know, link from someone. Like, that's where I was donating my money. And it was like, you know, $180 here, $36 here. There was no accountability. There was no intention or impact. And I realized that for myself, and I'm sure, and I know that that is the, you know, that's the case with the majority of the next generation of, you know, Jewish donors. So I really wanted to solve basically my own Tzedakah issues. <laughs> So I built a platform that is going, that hopefully will become the tech solution for next generation Jewish philanthropists, a way to um, give tzedakah in the most meaningful, intentional, impactful way. So you can really have a sense of where you give and how you are committing to the Jewish community and in true millennial fashion, have it automated so that we don't have to keep taking our credit cards over and over again. We don't have to write checks. We're not going to, you know, dinners. Wow. So that was a lot of information. I have so many questions. Let's, let's go back a little bit. Tell me, what do you think is the root of this? Because I, it's what you're saying is resonating with me, but I never thought of it that way. What is the root of our generation maybe not giving as intentionally as they should be? I think there are really two major things. I think the first thing is that nonprofits are not set up to communicate with our generation. 
they're really still going to our parents because that's where the majority of the money is. Like, you're, you know, nonprofits aren't coming. They're not, they, they don't have the resources, the time, the energy, the manpower to come to our generation and ask for our essentially micro donations, right? When they can go to our parents, spend a lot less time, a lot less manpower and get a $25,000 check. You know, we're not doing that. So that's one issue. I think that they're not marketing to us. They're not communicating. They're not branding with us. You know, they're not meeting us where we are. Um, That the average Jewish nonprofit is just not successfully uh, communicating with our generation. On the other hand, the other factor is that I think that our generation is really bogged down with life. Like we are, we work and we have more stresses than I think our parents ever have. Like the cost of living is much higher than, than it was for our parents. We have much higher costs of, you know, we, our schools are more expensive. The, our, our houses are more expensive, camp and all the luxury items that we all think we need. And we're really, really busy. Like we're all trying to live and navigate our lives successfully. And that means that we don't have as much time to spend really thinking strategically about our tzedakah. I also think that there's, there's a second factor that is primarily, I think, in, in America where schools and shuls ask for so much money throughout the year. They're fundraising so much because they have, you know, $9 million buildings or whatever it is that they have. And they ask for so much money throughout the year that I think the average Jewish millennial next generation giver concentrates a lot of their maser on their kids' schools and isn't really able, you know, even have the time to learn about other Jewish nonprofits that are out there in the world and and focus and commit to them. That makes a lot of sense. And I would just add to that. I think our generation has more expectations on us than not only are we working and raising our family, but we have an active role in community and everything is beautiful to look at. So it's presentable on social media. Like, I I don't think that most of our parents really thought of most of those as a high priority. So I I think those are all really, really important factors. 100%. I also think, by the way, that like our parents' generation, we were, they were building the community. So they were building the shul, they were building the mikvah, they were building the school, they were building the institutions. So everyone knew where their money was going. It was going to these large community institutions. It was going towards, it was right. going directly towards the community. They could see exactly what their impact was. Our generation, it's all set up. So where really is our seductive going? And I think that lack of transparency um, makes people our age feel like, you know, what is my money even going towards? Like, what, you know, like how impactful can it actually be? So right. Another factor there. For sure. For sure. So tell me from a tech perspective, how my Tzedakah works. So um, a donor can come on and basically choose from a whole list of over 100 nonprofits that we have on our platform. You can filter it by a charitable category that you're most interested in, you know, women's organizations, Jewish education, Israel, defense. Um, and we, we filter, we, give, we offer you the charities that, that fit your needs. Or you can just simply learn about new charities that we have on the platform. And you can add as many as you want into your giving portfolio. And as you add, you know, a beautiful wheel is built that shows you your charitable giving traits, like what percentage do you give to women? What percentage do you give to Israel? And you can add as many or a few nonprofits as you want, like the places that you want to commit to, the places you want to support and see sustainability, you know, like help them reach sustainability. And then you choose an amount that you that you feel comfortable donating every month, something that makes sense for your income. Whether it be we have people who donate five dollars a month, we have people who donate eight hundred dollars a month, and basically you uh, it, it divides that amount amongst all the charities you chose. You can 
obviously you also customize it. You want more to go to one charity, more like less towards the other, and then you automate it. So every month, those nonprofits are getting your donations. Every month you receive receipts, you receive thank yous. But what you're doing is essentially you're, you're creating sustainability and supporting a nonprofit in a real way instead of letting them you know, they get you every year when you get a campaign sent to you before Rosh Hashanah and like you may or may not remember to donate your $1,836, you're actually really a supporter. You're an ambassador for them. You're committing to them like as if you were working for them um, and essentially helping them get their monthly recurring revenue. And how do the nonprofits sign up? Nonprofits come to us in a multitude of ways. Um, sometimes, you know, there's a niche that we really want to fill. So we reach out to the nonprofits themselves. Some, the nonprofits, most often the nonprofits find us themselves and they, uh, we have like a recommended charity section on our, on our homepage and they, 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 they start the onboarding process. We ask a few questions. We make sure that they're a 501c3. You know, you can get the tax write off. We do due diligence with like some vetting, vetting process to make sure everything's kosher and then they can join our platform very easily. The, the third way that we actually really love is when our donors themselves say, you know, I'm donating, you know, I have a, I have a portfolio on my Sadaka, but I really love this XYZ nonprofit. Could, could you add them? And then we reach out to them, you know, you have, you have a donor who wants it, who wants to donate to you through us. So every week there are, I mean, every day we have nonprofits um, trying to onboard. So we're growing, we're growing every wow. day. That's amazing. So you mentioned before that nonprofits are not set up to really communicate with our generation. What do you think they could be doing differently and how is your platform helping them do that? I think that nonprofits need to start, and, and this is not the fault of the nonprofits, because like I said, they're really struggling with resources um, because nonprofits are not paid enough. <laughs> like I'll just put that out there. People who work in nonprofits aren't paid enough, so they're not able to function like a, like a business. But there aren't enough people who care about micro donors. There aren't enough people who care about someone who's giving them $22 every single month. And that's, it's sad. It, it, it shouldn't be, but micro donors really are the way of the future. Harnessing the power of micro donors is how the next generation is going. Like that's how the next generation of nonprofits are actually going to be run. You know, like they're, they're going to rely on endowments and whatever's written in their wills from our parents, but people our age are, are much more likely to be giving micro donations or consistent monthly donations. And so I think that cultivating even a micro donor is something that nonprofits should be doing more of. I think being on social media should be something that nonprofits should be doing more of. I think that the average person who gives a micro donation feels silly. They feel like what's this drop in the bucket going to do because nonprofits make them feel that way. So what we're basically building, and like we're really at the beginning, like we're a tech product. So that means that, you know, every few months we're going to be releasing new features that really solve these needs. But what, what, what we essentially want to be is the marketplace for Jewish nonprofits and Jewish donors to be able to meet meaningfully. And that means building those features. So like we want to look like Facebook for Jewish nonprofits. Like we want you to be able to follow the nonprofits you love. We want you to be able to follow your friends who are, who are also donating and share updates and, you know, campaign, like fundraise for each other within the platform. Um, I think really being more engaged with micro donors in a meaningful way is something that nonprofits can easily do that will help them relate to this new generation. Interesting. Wow. I, I really never thought about it that way. So you, you mentioned that 
you think micro donors is kind of the way of the future. Anything else you you anticipate changing or evolving even further than it has since, let's say, our parents' generation over the next like three to five years that you like hope to kind of build into your platform to address? Yeah, I think that um, the next generation is going to care a lot about impact investing. They're going to care a lot about investing with tied into philanthropy. So our goal is to be able to build out impact investing in our platform to like be able to show the donors exactly how their money has a return. And that's a return on value, like a, a social return, uh, like an ROI in, in, the, in the social sphere. So what we really want to do is build out impact investing on our platform so that if someone's donating consistently to a certain cause or a certain social problem, social issue, they'll be able to know exactly how impactful their dollar is. Yeah, that's really important. And I find that nonprofits are generally like the best secret keepers. They're doing so many amazing things, but they either forget or just don't prioritize sharing these amazing things. And it's hard for donors to really understand where their dollar is going. So are you able to help the nonprofits with that in terms of either your platform or just with guidance? Yeah, our plan is to help them with that. Our plan is to help them with that by our our large goal, our real serious goal is to have transparency and impact ratings. So there are places that do this, you know, GuideStar or, you know, things like that. But we want to have it built into our platform where charities are going to be rated based on their impact and based on their ability to be transparent. And I think donors are more likely to filter for highest rated, you know, in impact and transparency, and then they'll be more likely to donate to those. I think it will lend itself to the charities trying harder to be competitive with themselves, to be emulating those aspects because our generation, and like this is their research and studies done across the board, Jewish, non-Jewish, our generation wants more transparency. We want to know where our money's going. Our, the older generation was a lot less, I mean, everyone wants to know where their money's going. But the older generation was a lot more, it, it was more obvious, you know, I'm donating to the shul, I'm donating to the school, I'm donating to the mikvah. Now we're all a lot more savvy when it comes to our finances because of all the tech solutions that exist. And so the next generation donor wants to be just as savvy with how they donate. So hopefully the tech solutions that we build for the Jewish nonprofit space will alleviate some of those issues. I think our generation is also probably a lot more cynical. Like, we're not just going to assume that, you know, and everyone's worried like, oh, it's going to overhead or salaries or which, you know, is a whole other topic about what overhead means. But I think that nonprofits really have to feel like they're coming off authentic for us to really resonate with what they're asking. So that that's a really important yeah. point. I think that that is, um, it's valuable to be cynical. It, it is. I think that it's important for every donor to be cynical. In, in some way, because the, the same way that we put so much effort and emphasis on budgeting for our finances, for our future, for our family, we look into everything that we do when we're spending our own money. Like we should be just as critical and cynical and put just as much care into our tzedakah, because when we do, nonprofits behave better. You know, like when when they're able to see the repercussions of them not being transparent they perform better, they behave better, they act better. And it's just going to create a much more cohesive, you know, democratic way of donating. Um, Oftentimes, a a nonprofit, even the most well-intentioned nonprofit, they are desperate for fundraising. So they'll get, you know, someone will donate $150,000 to them. 
But then, you know, most often they have demand because they're a major donor and there are certain things that they want to see. And that means that the nonprofit's not actually functioning the way that it should be functioning. When a nonprofit is able to have impact investors who really are just, you know, donating because they love them, then they're able to be more kosher and more yeshar. So I do think that it's worthwhile for, I think it's great for people to be critical and cynical and like really look into, into the nonprofit. I agree. Yeah, it is really important. It's, it's a whole new way of looking at things, but it makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious, as you were building this platform, was there anything that, like any surprises, anything you didn't anticipate, whether in a, for the good or maybe in a more challenging way that like kind of you didn't anticipate the response would be from either, let's say the nonprofit side or the donor side? Because this is something fairly new, as far as I'm aware, for like the Jewish nonprofit world. Yeah, so... It's not that I didn't, I didn't foresee it. I kind of, this, it, it, it's not that I, I was surprised by this. I wasn't surprised by this, but a lot of nonprofits I find, and it makes a lot of sense. A lot of nonprofits like hoard their donors, you know, like if someone is their donor, they do not want them to be introduced to any other charity. Like they don't want them to be exposed to anybody else. They're very worried that if they're willing to donate $180 to me, why would I want to dilute that and introduce them to any of my competitors? But, and, and I get it. It's, it's really hard to get a donor. It's hard to get a consistent donor. But research shows that when a, when a donor is introduced to more worthwhile charities, when they're excited by more opportunities, they actually give more in general. They don't give less to you. They actually give more in general. So instead of donating $180, they actually end up donating 360 So it, it, it was disheartening to see um, nonprofits not really like wanting to work together. I wish the nonprofits had a more egalitarian way of, of like looking at like a larger picture. Like, you know, there's like 25 million mental health or nonprofits out there who are working with Jewish community. Like it, it, it's challenging and hard to see them all be competitive instead of like joining together. But I think that everyone is going to start changing the way that they, they behave when this new generation is the main generation that's, that's donating. When, when our generation, is, like our generation is going to be the wealthiest generation ever in existence. Like we're going to have this major um, wealth transfer, like inherited wealth. And the nonprofits are going to have to really start understanding and figuring out how to change their traditional ways of trying to fundraise. And I think that a lot of their previous behaviors are going to change and they're going to have to change. Wow. I love that. Okay. And just if, if you feel comfortable sharing, what were some of the ways you tried to overcome that like resistance to sharing, I guess you can call it. What we're trying to do with building a marketplace really is going like the tech solutions that we're providing will, I think, answer their, like their problems will be the answer to their problems. Like we want to be able to build a place where if a donor comes on because they want to donate to United Hatella, which is a huge name, they inevitably end up donating to like three or four nonprofits that nonprofits that they've never heard of and vice versa. So what we're really trying to do is like build out this marketplace to be like hefty enough that it won't be a problem. Like if you're not in the marketplace, you're losing out. And what we're doing is we're actually partnering with large institutions like day schools and shuls who have the donors, like the donors are there. And building them the, their tech solution or like licensing the tech that would help them give their donors a more sophisticated experience donating to them 
but will then also bring them right back into the marketplace so that there are lots of new donors coming in to be exposed to lots of nonprofits and vice versa. Those nonprofits will bring in their donors because it, it just makes sense. They'll all be able to benefit from, benefit from each other. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I always ask this question. I'm just curious if you have any like favorite stories, I guess, from your time in the nonprofit world or your time building this platform that you can share with us. Sure. I guess just personally for me, I just am very lucky and I feel really fortunate to be a woman in tech in the Jewish nonprofit space. Like it's such a unique challenge. First of all, it's a unique challenge to be a woman in tech. But then adding on top of it to be in the Jewish world, there are so many challenges. But I mean, I live in I live in Jerusalem. I, I live in Yerushalayim, and I'm introduced to so many amazing philanthropists and like tech giants, so like tour giants and tech giants. And it's amazing to see how they they always provide room for me at the table. Like I always have a seat at their table. And that's like really cool. It's really progressive. They're always willing to give me an extra hand. Like they're they sit down with me to mentor me, to help me, like to provide any resources that they can to introduce me to new people. And these are people who, you know, like have long beards and have been in, you know, have smitha and have been in like the Jewish nonprofit space for such a long time. And all of a sudden this like young woman is coming to sit down with them and say, you know, you've been you've been trying to fundraise incorrectly all the time. And they're so like happy to hear me and they're so happy to like, you know, have an open space for me. I was concerned that that wouldn't be the case. And so my favorite part is really being like delightfully surprised that that is not the case. I feel like their Judaism and has become so progressive and so open. And that really propelled me forward. It like gave me a lot of physic to, you know, really keep doing this, keep pushing forward. So really yeah, delightful surprise. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And my experience has been the same. Maybe there's like an element of surprise and skepticism, but once you prove yourself that, you know, to be welcomed into that world, is, it is it is a good feeling. And I think that there's a lot that we can be changing coming from like a completely different perspective. So, you know, that-, that Yeah, really- definitely. I mean, I think obviously we're there's still a ways to go. Like I'm still usually the only woman in the room at every, any meeting that I have. And I'm sure you've had similar experiences and I also think like in general, they see me, I look like I'm 22 <laughs> and um, like I'm selling you a tech solution and there's, there's definitely skepticism, but at the end of the day, there's been so much more prog- like progressiveness, like forward thinking and attitude from everyone that I've ever aligned with that it's really helped me see like there is, a, there is a great, bright future out there for women like us. So very, very happy about it. That's great. Thank you so much. This was really, really great. So just quickly for anybody who's interested in becoming a donor or maybe sign their nonprofit up, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Sure. It's very simple. You come to www.mysadaka.com, Sadaka with an H at the end, and you can build your own portfolio very easily. It takes about three minutes. Or you could go to the recommended charity link, recommend your charity, recommend the charity that you love, and we'll get the onboarding process started. Or you can reach out to me directly, carly at mysadaka.com, B-A-R-L-Y. Happy to talk. Okay, great. Thank you so much. This is really, really great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Change the World podcast. If you have any feedback or comments, or if you are a nonprofit leader who is interested in learning more about how 14 Minds can help you, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me by email 
at Sivia at 14minds.com. For more nonprofit content, follow me on LinkedIn or visit 14minds.com to subscribe to our mailing list.